Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, and uh, I'm in Secaucus, New Jersey this uh, weekend for the Beneath the Sea Dive Show. Check it out, beneaththesea.us. Uh, it is the dive center of the universe this weekend, and we are uh, recording a show in advance to cover uh, this weekend because, yeah, we're uh, hanging out at the show, uh, you know, shaking babies, kissing hands. And uh, doing that kind of thing. And recording our 26th anniversary edition of Scuba Radio here at the event this weekend. Now, next weekend, you will hear the results. So you've been warned, or or you can, uh, you know, plan uh, accordingly. But uh, it'll be a very special show. And we're going to be celebrating diving after uh, the Beneath the Sea dive show reopened after a three-year hiatus. So that'll be next week on the big show. Today's show, we're going to catch up uh, with a lot of friends and uh, cover some hard news, believe it or not. Hard diving news. Dr. Doug Ebersaw is going to join us a little bit later on about a medical issue that has been popping up and getting a lot of coverage online. EPI or something, I don't know. It's some kind of heart thing or whatever. We're going to put it in perspective, talk about that a little bit later on. Check in with the Dive God amongst many other special guests. Maybe even check in with Roz from across the pond if things work out. First up is Captain Cocktail, Jeff Terode from South Florida Diving Headquarters. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Good. By the way, that's a PFO. No, <laughs> no, it's, no, no, no. It's not the PFO, not the the hole in the heart thing. This is a whole new thing. No. Yeah, it's a, oh. it, it is a thing. I know what he's thinking. He's like, yeah, you talking crap all the time. <laughs> No, this is a immersed pulmonary edema, IPE. Oh. It's a new thing, getting a lot of coverage online and, and you know, some forums and things like that. But uh, we're going to talk to Dr. Doug about that a little bit later on, and he'll educate oh. us as well as the rest of the diving world. But I've been trying to get uh, Jeff on the show for the last few weeks because this new legislation that kicked in at the beginning of the year that is affecting the dive industry and basically a new law that is requiring much higher limits for your insurance to operate as a dive business now you have a south florida diving headquarters down there in uh pompano beach got your premiums for the year and you called me and said what the hell is going on yeah well i've been in contact with tom ingram from diva for the last three or four weeks we tried legislatively to get it stopped it was a bill that was sponsored by diane feinstein and a member of the house of representatives in california that was stuck in a defense bill that overturned a hundred year maritime law that protected marine operators from excessive liability mm-hmm. which basically limits you to the value of the vessel when 
when that was overturned, then the insurance companies turned around and just opened the floodgates on us uh, in a fear of obviously trial lawyers uh, doing the same on them. So to give you an example, I went for two vessels last year, which was around 27000 a year, which was high. It's That's even up from the past pre-COVID we were right. paying probably uh, like 15000 So when I got my sticker shock, it was 52000 Wow. <laughs> so I don't know. We're either going to have to ask divers to bring paddles or <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do at this point. Well, when you opened up that uh, premium, did you see this coming or was it a, a you know a shock? We knew the minute that they passed that rule. Because I tried to get a quote back in January before the rule was passed. And none of the carriers would quote us yet. Because mm. mine's not really due till April, right? So they wouldn't quote us yet till after they saw which way the legislation went on this. Got it. So as soon as they saw that, they didn't hesitate to double everybody's premiums. Mm. Everybody I'm talking to is anywhere from forty to fifty percent higher on premiums this year, and that's all small passenger vessels, right? Anything, ferries, taxis, mm. everything, fishing charters. Yeah, doesn't have to be uh, yeah, just diving. Charter. Anybody who takes uh, people out for for hire uh, out on a vessel uh, are affected by this this new rule and and, and basically you know this was a result of the conception fire issue a, a couple of years ago out there at catalina island and it was a tragedy and you know any way you look at it but you know one of the things like you said before they could sue up to the value of the vessel and they put that uh, issue into play and of course the lawyers for the families that were represented you know were up in arms they're like oh no this isn't fair well wait this has been going on for over 150 years or some crazy amount of time and and sure enough politicians got involved and first time they tried to push it through uh, on, on the surface it didn't pass. They pulled it back because they realized this would have a detrimental effect to a lot of industries that uh, do this type of of work, you know, whether it's for dive charters or whatever. But then they snuck it into the bill at the end of the year last year, and it kind of went under the yeah. radar before, you know, uh, everybody can mobilize and like, whoa, 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 slow down. And they snuck it in there, and here we are dealing with the consequences, which means, yeah, our – our dive uh, charter rates are, you know, for you, the end user diver, there's a good chance you're going to see a, a big little uptick in the cost of uh, diving. Are, are you willing to say yeah. that yet? Have you already done that? Or, yeah, or, I mean, yeah. We're, we're trying to calculate. I'm still waiting uh, to see if there are any other quotes out there that I can get, you know, that are cheaper. But in the end run, if I have to base it on this, obviously we will have to try to recoup some of that cost just to maintain where we are. Right. Is, it's sad, but you know we'll try to make it up with people and loyalty rewards. You know, right? You'll you'll find a way. I mean, you know, a lot of people uh, hear Jeff Tarod or uh, Captain Cocktails. We like to call him here on Scuba Radio and think that he's a multimillionaire and that uh, oh, this is chump change. He can afford it and that kind of thing. But yeah, the margins aren't as high as people may may uh, think on uh, running a dive charter and you know taking a hit like that is not an easy thing now you might be able to absorb it but uh i'm getting reports that some are just saying ah screw it we're we're just going to shut down and that's the end of it but not you you will persevere one way or another right jeff i will i will well one of the things that you could do is potentially drive 
divers into unscrupulous operators that operate out of parks and places that don't, you know, they can scoop by without insurance or either they'll have the very minimal of insurance. They, insurance companies didn't raise the the um, the, the uh, premium. They made, the only thing they raised was the dollar amount, the premium cost. They didn't raise what the potential lawsuit would affect. It's still the same. They just raised the cost of it. That's all they did. So yeah. it's not like they went from one million to five million, so that the consumer is going to, you know, benefit more. Consumer's not going to benefit anymore. They're just going to get the max of the million dollar policy, more likely. Yeah, but they're making us pay that premium higher now. Right. Yeah. So the only one uh, who benefits are the lawyers uh, in this round. It's not going to be the end users. Oh, and the insurance companies, companies. maybe a little bit. Yes, possibly. Oh, yeah, they do, too. Trust me, they do, too. Uh, Legalized gambling. That's kind of what an insurance agency is, if you ask me, but whatever. (laughs) Look at your homeowner's insurance. Yes. Look at anything, right? I mean, it's just, it's out of of control. I think the state of Florida has got to step up and do something um, to control these rates, because tourism is going to take a massive hit. Yeah. If we start losing a lot of operators, the fact that, number one, they can't get insurance or it's not affordable. Yeah, know, we so. want more options, not less. And this definitely doesn't yeah, help I, uh, in that regard. I wanted to get a loan for mine with the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, but that didn't work out so good. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a whole other issue. We'll save for another day. But uh, please support Jeff uh, in this situation yes, and every dive operator. Yeah, support them all. Yeah. Go out there and dive. And if uh, rates go up a little bit, you'll understand why now a little bit. SouthFloridaDiving.com is the website. Jeff, always a pleasure. Take care, buddy, and we'll be in touch soon, okay? You got it. Thanks, Greg. And we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Bula! You'll hear that a lot when you visit Fiji. It's more than a greeting. It's the spirit of this friendly country. With 333 islands, white sand beaches, and year-round tropical warmth, it's hard not to feel happy at this exceptional dive destination known as the soft coral capital of the world. Fiji Airways has a modern fleet of aircraft to take you to Fiji in style and at great prices. Contact your travel agent now or go to FijiAirways.com and plan your Fijian dive adventure. That's FijiAirways.com come as a guest leave as a friend it's a philosophy that comes from the top down at explore ventures liveaboards it doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group explore ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right for proof no explore ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry they're also the official liveaboard company of scuba radio you've likely heard us talk about explore ventures scuba radio scuba cruise trips many times and we invite you to join us on the next one however whether we're on board with you or not i'll bet an explore ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save us in kits turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explorer ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit explorerventures.com that's explorerventures.com hey baby 
Andy. What's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always. And I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. <sighs> new scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today. Or... Stay a loser. Prepare to rig for dive! Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Dive, dive, dive. What do you do? Tell me. I'm a diver. What do you dive for? I have a thing for all the wrecks. (laughs) Oh, then you've come to the right place. Far from the frenzy of the frantic world above, to beneath the blue. Could even fall in love. Bobbing along, singing a song On the bottom of the beautiful briny Shimmery, shiny, beautiful briny sea This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dime Master, and uh, as I said, we're recording the show today because we're literally in Secaucus, New Jersey, celebrating diving it is the diving center of the universe this weekend you'll hear all about it next week uh not only that uh but we uh will be celebrating scuba radio's 26 year anniversary and that show will air next week on april fool's day no fooling it really is our 26 year anniversary and i have the dive god neil watson to back me up on that because he was there you know uh, pretty much from day one neil how you doing buddy welcome Fantastic. Yeah, man. 26 years. Holy smoke. Yes. Yep. Um, it was your first year uh, with Scuba Radio and my first year with Ocean Fest. That's right. That yeah, is right. We go brought, way back. You broadcasted from, from Ocean Fest, our year one. I know. There were so many things we did back in the day that uh, you probably weren't really supposed to uh, do, but we did them anyway, yeah, and here right. we are. 26 years later, still doing it. And, uh, you know, next week, not only will we be in uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, for the Beneath the Sea show, doing the show and everything, the Neil, Neil Watson's going to be my co-host on that show. He's going to be up there in Secaucus as well. A glutton yeah. for punishment, or what do you think that is exactly, Neil? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really excited. This, this is the first consumer show I've been to since COVID started. I, I missed the... I missed the show in California. Something was going on. I couldn't make it. So this this is it. It's, it's been, what, three years, almost four years since, uh, right. since Beneath the Sea. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it's it's the show for the East Coast of the United States that a huge market for, uh, for the Bahamas, you know, the Northeast. So, right. Yeah, You're going to really go up probably. there and be there to answer questions of how, how easy it is to get over there to the Caribbean and to islands like the Bahamas. Go do the hammerhead shark dive there at Bimini Scuba Center that we did a couple months ago, and uh, you know, and just turn uh, turn up the heat on these northeastern divers a little bit. Bring bring the sunshine back, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because yeah, like I said, it's been three years since they've had this show. This has always been one of the big three dive shows every year in the USA, 
and uh, yeah. it is a fun, fun show. Uh, a lot of people show up for this thing because, like you said, it, it is a highly condensed population of people, and so they draw in from all the surrounding areas. And uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of vibe we get if everybody's been jonesing like we've seen at other events that have uh, come on new since the COVID shutdown. It's going to be very interesting to see if that uh, translates for Beneath the Sea. I think it will. I think it uh, very well will. And we're going to pull out all the stops, do what we can to help celebrate with them. uh, The you know, and and just celebrate the fact that we can go diving again. Let's get out there and doing it. I mean, the show is—it's a huge show. And I remember when it started, it was in a in a basketball court in White Plains, New York, which really? you can get to from there. That's <laughs> okay, where the, that's where the that's where the show started, and I was there like I think from the first year, at least the second year, and I don't know how many years that that'd be thirty years ago at least. Yeah, you know, actually, I, that that's a good question that I'll have uh, for some of the organizers of that event. How the heck did it end up in Sea Caucus? <laughs> that you know, when you tell people that are not in the dive industry and been doing this for years, uh, they say there's a dive show in Sea Caucus, New Jersey. I mean, that doesn't really? seem like uh, the uh, the most obvious place to have a scuba diving show. But it's been going on for years, ever since I've known it. It's been there, but before then, you say uh, it was White Plains where it started initially, because it's like what forty years old or something. The yeah, show's yeah, been going on. Must be. Yeah, yeah it must be close to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just a tiny, tiny little regional thing. And but you know, you, you say, well, that, then again, one of the biggest shows was used to be in, in uh, Denver, Colorado, and you're saying. A dive show in Colorado, right? But uh, giant, giant concentration of divers in in Colorado. True, certainly the same with uh, the same with with New York, New Jersey, Boston area. Well, uh, there's just so many people, too. right? And uh, they're so condensed. There's a lot, huge population to pull from, and obviously, you know, a few percent of uh, percentages of those are divers. And they got the they got the ocean watered up there. They got, you know, they go out and do the wrecks off the east coast, northeast up there. They're 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 hardcore those divers up there, well, uh, for listen, sure. I, I I did it. I did the Andrew Doria years and years ago, and and I invited the the crew from the Andrew Doria to Andros to my resort in Andros. Yeah, and I can remember them coming down, and and after two or three days, they're saying. Fish and coral, fish and coral, man. This is, there's there's nothing, there's no brass, there's no wrecks, there's nothing to pillage. I mean, this is boring, and I'm thinking, dude, come on, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a different style of diving, you yeah. know, uh, that they do. But but honestly, I think it makes them even more uh, qualified to dive around the world because if you're willing to jump through all the hoops, uh, you know, uh, cold water. Uh, less visibility, you know, they don't have the, the reefs and the pretty colors that you would have in the Caribbean or the Bahamas. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, but you might have the occasional firearm or a, a dead body or something. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, I may get in a little trouble for this, but to, to tell you the truth, um, when I would have groups, I would prefer them to be from the Northeast or the Midwest or anywhere but Florida. Yeah, Florida, because I mean, Florida divers, 
learn to dive in pristine conditions just like we do in the Bahamas, you know, yeah. in Florida Keys, with mm-hmm. clear warm water, flat seas. Spoiled, rotten. And, and yes. they, weren't, they weren't quite as hardy a divers as, as the guys that learned to dive in, in, uh, in the lakes, you know, Michigan and, and off the Jersey Shore and stuff like that. These guys, they were some hardy divers, are hardy divers, and uh uh, you didn't worry much about them, right? You had, you had to kind of watch the Florida dive. Yeah, well, if they're that dedicated, where they they're willing to jump through all those extra hoops, that just makes them more qualified to dive anywhere. And then when they go to a place like the Bahamas and diving with Neil, uh, you know, and it's like uh, 80, 80, 80, uh, 80 degree water temp, eighty degree uh, air temp, eighty degree uh, or eighty uh, feet of visibility. visibility, water temperature, visibility. They're in like the heaven. They're like yeah. this is so yeah. easy. You know, uh, and and, yeah, and it is, other, it can yeah, be other, for sure. The other thing with the Florida divers is, is I mean, they're coming from the same weather conditions that basically we have in the Bahamas. So if they get blown out for a day, I mean, they are just devastated. Their life is ruined. You take somebody from two feet of snow, three feet of snow, if they got to sit under a palm tree drinking a pina colada for a day. They're not that broken up. There you go. That's a good customer to have. All right, we got the Dive God with us on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Scuba. Scuba Radio. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Do you have a message or a product that you'd like to share with the diving world? Well, look no further than Scuba Radio. Just like you, thousands of diving enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to scubaradio.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Okay. Who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? We're just going to wait here for a little while so things quiet down if you don't mind. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. I got the Dive God with me, Neil Watson, who's going to be doing the show with me next week in Secaucus, New Jersey, as we celebrate 26 years of doing scuba radio. I mean, he's kind of my unofficial co-host, especially when we're on the road. I love hanging uh, with Neil. He has so many uh, stories. 
And, uh, you know, it's really interesting when you're hanging with uh, the dive god at a uh, diving event like Beneath the Sea, it is remarkable how many people uh, come up to them and say, hey, you know, they, they don't necessarily recognize your face, but they, they as soon as they hear you talk, Neil, they're like, hey, who, who's that guy? And they're like, wait a minute. Hey, I've heard that voice. And uh, he has a very distinctive low radio announcer type voice. And uh, they recognize, like, hey, you're Neil Watson. And uh, and then they, you know, it's like, uh, they start asking you about your uh, world records that you have from uh, back in the day or running, you know, your dive operation there in the in the Bahamas, which your son has taken over and uh, taken it to another level uh, there in Bimini. And that's what you're going to be promoting it uh, beneath the sea uh, and that kind of thing. And, and we were just talking about how the divers in New Jersey are uh, very hardy. They're very uh, just hardcore because they get a... You know, they they got to wear dry suits, possibly. They they have crappy visibility a lot of times. I mean, not to knock the diving that they have available off the Jersey Shore. I've been, t- you know, you go and you start talking to them about it. They just rave about it. They love it. They're, they love uh, just getting in the water. And, you know, but comparing that to a warm water wuss Florida diver like myself, you know, we, we get a little jaded. And, uh, you know, which I guess goes back to why we call ourselves warm water wusses <laughs> but but uh but it's easy to uh keep those folks happy when they come to a place uh like bimini because when they get all that great visibility the warm clear water uh you know and all the marine life and the colors the reef and all that kind of stuff it's pretty easy to uh see them light up like oh my god i'm in heaven right neil you think oh absolutely but you know i still i still have good friends at at that come to the beneath the sea show some of them still in the industry that used to come diving with me in the 60s in freeport and probably 20 years ago they're reminiscent and they said hey watson remember when uh when we used to do them 180 foot drift wall dives and then come up do shots and then hang out and then do we got to do a we got to do a, a, a replay of that right do that that ship has sailed. Yeah. We ain't doing that no more. And, and you're like, I don't even remember who this guy was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there, because there has been a lot of those type of, uh, you know, events in Neil's, uh, Neil's life. I mean, Neil, you've been diving for 75 years now. You were telling me last 70, week. Is that right? 70. 70. 70 okay. 20, 20, yeah. This, this is my 70th. I, I learned to dive in 53 when I was 13 years old in the Florida Springs. Mm-hmm. And, I'm 83, so there you go. Yeah. yeah, and he's still kicking it, and it is so fun, like I said, to see people come up and, you know, once they realize uh, that it's Neil, they just start just uh, gushing and asking him all kinds of questions, and he's very approachable, and he'll talk to anybody. Look, he talks to us. He talked to us, you know, there 26 you years ago go. when there we started Scuba Radio. No, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm truly flattered that people are still interested, and it, it's, it's great telling stories of kind of the evolution of diving because technically i kind of got in at the absolute beginning of the recreational sport diving i mean i when i started my first operation in 65 in freeport um patty didn't exist now he was just starting um ymca had a little program but but 90 percent of the divers 99 percent of the divers was resort courses i hmm. you know i i was in business with my hero and mentor a guy named fred ball that has formed the under the uh, 
English Channel underwater, the Straits of Gibraltar, and and we started this little glass bottom slash dive boat business, and and all of the, all of our business was resort courses. We worked out of a, of a hotel, and we'd go down to the pool, and and I'd be laying in the lounge chair, and and Fred would come down and say, "Hey, I'm uh, the dive instructor here for the island. Does anybody want to learn to dive? We teach you how to dive, take you out on the boat, and if nobody said, yeah, I'd like to try it, I'd say, I, I'll try it." I'll try it so fred would put me in the water and he'd give me a little orientation and i'd i'd go around and do a couple circles in the pool blowing some bubbles and by this time i'd draw a crowd because people had never seen anybody breathing in like who is this water. freak right yeah and i'd come <laughs> up and i'd say oh wow this is so much fun and so easy anybody can do that but mm-hmm. we'd get like a half a dozen people and we'd do our little uh uh, resort course and take them out diving and the next week uh, i'd be the dive instructor and fred be laying in the in the chaise lounge and i teach him to dive so that was that was our marketing 101 for for diving in the mid-60s yeah and, and like i said he has four well actually more than four uh, guinness book world records longest scuba dive on air or i mean long, yeah longest scuba dive uh 66 miles right 66, uh, yeah 66 miles underwater Without surfacing in 19 and a half hours from Isla Mirada to uh, Miami, the depth record, which I broke off off Grand Bahama Island, uh, 437 feet on there. Yeah. And then some flying records and some karate records and some some survival records. <laughs> yeah, well, he survived them all, which is remarkable when you get the details of some of these uh, things that he's done over the years. But, but you know, the thing is, uh, you know, Neil – uh, does have all these uh, records. He, he's a pioneer in that regard, and he's probably the only person I know who could get away with being called the dive god and uh, not have someone in the room chuckle uh, unless they just didn't know what he's done. Because- well, the, yeah, that, my, um, my staff probably 40 years ago um, uh, got one of my coins that I, I salvaged off of the Maravilla Spanish Galleon that uh, I, I worked back in the 70s, and and they had it mounted with this dive god um, mounting on it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, man, that is pretty gaudy. I don't know if I, <laughs> uh, I, don't know if I get away with that. And yeah, I said, well, well, sure I can. Of course you and can. Now, and now it's probably the most photographed uh, medallion in the history of diving. Right. You know, everybody says, let me see the medal. Let me see the medal. You know, yep, yep. He uh, wears it uh, to this day, and you'll see yeah, it around his neck. And like I said, uh, people that uh, don't know Neil, or at first they're like, what? Dive God. And then, you know, as soon as they get educated to what Neil's done, they're like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Okay, I am not worthy. <laughs> and I was right there uh, with you uh, in that regard. Uh, but Neil is so nice, and he helped us out in the beginning of doing Scuba Radio. And it's become a good friend over the years, and uh, it is a honor to be able to have him as a friend uh, and have him even on the show today, let alone next week, uh, wandering the aisles of the Beneath the Sea hey, show. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm honored. I'm honored to uh, co-host the show next week uh, for your 26th anniversary and uh, and having a little uh, fun in in Secaucus like the old days, man. That's right. Yeah, we we can't really dive while we're we could, but we're you know yeah. too much of warm yeah. water wusses to do it off of the Jersey yeah, Shore. So. Sure. Uh, we end up at the, uh, let's see, well, there's one of two places for Sakakas for the Beneath the Sea uh, dive show. There's the uh, Outback uh, Bar, <laughs> believe it or not. Outback Steakhouse Bar. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Houlihan's is another hot spot up yep. there. I assume that's and still Houlihan. up there. Yeah. So yep. 
we'll uh, hit our regular haunts after and no hours. Doubt, and no yeah. doubt we'll do both. Yes, exactly. Well, it'll be a little bar hopping. You get all these dive industry people together and, uh, you know, they, they can't dive. Well, they, they want to be close to uh, liquid uh, forms of entertainment. And that's one way we entertain ourselves in the evening. That's uh, when the story starts. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the ones that we can't really talk about on the air. You got to come to the show and witness it for yourself. Well, Neil, look forward to it. That'll be next week. And uh, we'll see you then, my friend. All right, my brother. Thank you so much. We got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. When you want fun, just read a page from my dive log book. I used to say live and let live. You know you In this underwater world where we can dive in, should make one give it a try. Said, Live and let's dive. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. All right, so we're going to move on to Tig from Virginia Scuba. You can check him out uh, there at that fine dive establishment. It's been a while since we've chatted with him, but we've got him on the show today. Tig, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Good, Greg. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, you know, we're in Secaucus this weekend, so we're recording the show in advance, and I wanted to catch up with you. I, I know you're not going to be at the show uh, celebrating our 26-year anniversary, but I know you're there in spirit because you've been a huge supporter of Scuba Radio over the years, and we appreciate that. Thank you, first off. Well, no worries, no worries. It's a good show. Yeah, good well, show. well, okay. So we paid them off well, as you can tell. <laughs> so uh, ProInParadise.com, that is what we've been promoting with uh, Tig over the last few months. Uh, that, uh, you know, basically you teamed up with a couple other dive industry people, and you can become, you know, or go from zero to hero, uh, and wherever you want to go, you can go to your local dive shop there, like at Virginia Scuba. You can go out in the Caribbean. You can go out on a liveaboard boat that they're affiliated with. You you got all the bases covered, right? Yes, sir. And all you got to do is go to proinparadise.com and uh, connect, look up all the information, and uh, Tig and his crew will set you up. And now you're at uh, you're in Virginia. And, uh, you know, I, I know the weather in Secaucus this weekend is, uh, you know, it's cool for me. It's actually pretty mild, I think, for the people up uh, up in the Northeast like yourself. Are you in uh, dive season where you're at right now, or, or how are things looking in your neck of the woods from that perspective? Uh, yeah, our, our local lake is still, you know, pretty chilly. Um, we've done some um, dry suit classes, but uh, other than that, we're right now we're mostly doing uh, classroom pool stuff, getting ready for um, – 
the April May time frame when our lake starts to norm up normally. Okay, yeah, warm up normally, warm up normally. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> is that typically the schedule? Like you know, January February, you start uh, setting up all the classes, getting everybody's pool work done up uh, in that neck of the woods, and then you get ready, get ready to take them down to Mexico or the Caribbean or wherever. Is that what happens or what? Yeah, sometimes we have people that, uh, you know, just really don't want to wait for the water to warm up and we'll run down to, say, like the Florida Springs, Blue Grotto, Devil's right. Den, and we'll do it there. But uh, And we did some earlier in January, but, um, you know, it's kind of dependent upon the customer. If they want to go down, we'll go down, and if they don't, then we'll wait. I got you. You know, uh, Tig and his crew there at Virginia Scuba are very accommodating, and, and that's what you have to be. You got to, you know, it's all about making the customer happy. And that's what you do. He knows how to work it. And, uh, you know, some of them might want to be a little bit more exotic and go to places like Fiji, where you just went. Did you have any customers with you on that trip or or what? Yeah, we had about 16, uh, 14 or 16 people go. Um, They were all already certified and a lot of long-time divers, so we didn't really do much as far as... uh any training we just went there and had a good time right well that's the best way to to work it once you get them certified and and take them up through the ranks and then then you go to them and you say okay now let me show you what it's really like is that kind of how the pitch went when you uh got that group together or what do you think there tig Uh, this particular group happened to be like long time people yeah um but yeah that's kind of how the the normal the normal thing goes like you know if if you enjoy the lake yeah. You're obviously going to enjoy a Fiji or a <laughs> That's Philippines right. or Red Sea or something like that. So. Yeah. Well, um, as I said earlier, you know, the, the folks up in that uh, part of the country, they're just a little more hardy. They're, they're willing to jump through more ho- hoops, you know. They, they may not have the best dive conditions in the world right there in their backyard, but, boy, if they're willing to tolerate that, then when they get to the holy grail uh, of a destination like Fiji, it's, uh, it's a life-changing moment. And was it a first-time experience for a lot of the folks that went with you to Fiji this time or what? Yeah, I think we have one, maybe two people who had been there prior. They hadn't been to Bank of Lagoon where we were at, but mm. uh, they had been to Fiji before. But other than that, the rest of us were uh, were all newbies. Yeah, um, and I would like to add, um, I, since I wasn't working the shop, I actually caught a little bit of scuba radio while we were there, and I and I went on uh, Facebook there and said something to Jerry and uh, let Jerry know that uh, hey Jerry, I did tell Philo hi for you. Ah, there you go. Back. Yeah, did she uh, make any comment like, "Oh my gosh, your your feet are not nearly as scaly and womanly as they were," like Jerry, Jerry the diver guys. Yeah, yeah, we had quite the experience uh, on our last visit to Fiji. Yeah, Benga, a beautiful uh, resort. I, you know, I, have you been there before, or was that new for no. you too? Says brand new for me. Oh, okay. All right. You know, when we made the rounds through Fiji on our last trip, you know, Benga was the last stop, and we did the uh, the the famous shark dive. Did you get that one in on your list while you guys were there, or what? We had a nice um, fifteen foot, uh, sixteen maybe pregnant tiger shark. And wow, she was absolutely massive. Nice. Yeah, that is quite a uh, shark dive that they have. Now, we didn't have the tiger shark come in on us uh, like that. We had a baby one. Well, you had the bull sharks. So you had the bull sharks, but you had the uh, tiger shark came in too, and you got a special treat then, huh? Well, we actually, um, so we stayed for two weeks. So Mm, with the package, we basically had two of the shark dives. And so we did four of the shark dives, and we had a... We had a different tiger shark come in every single dive, but wow. uh, the very first dive was that big, massive female. And after that, as impressive as other, other sharks were, they didn't hold a candle to her. How about that? <laughs> now, you know, the Fijians there at Benga and all over Fiji uh, are, you know, they have a special connection to the sharks. Did, did they actually name them? Did they have names for the, 
the tiger sharks that you saw, or did they not uh, mention that? Um, no, they didn't. Uh, the, they didn't mention any names of the for the tiger sharks. Yeah, I don't know if they do that uh, in Fiji. They do that in other places where you know, like in huh. in the Bahamas and stuff. They'll have special names for the tiger sharks yeah. that visit the area, like Emma over in uh, Tiger Beach and that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't recall if they actually named them. Uh, but but yeah, they got quite a. Uh, uh, set up there for for their shark dives in uh, Fiji. It, it's it's a remarkable experience. And in the it resort, is. I'll tell you, you know, it'd been I think when we were there last time, it'd been twelve years since I'd been to Bengal Lagoon uh, before, and it hadn't really changed much. It was like locked in time. That was amazing. Twelve years ago, uh, you know, twelve years ago when we uh, before we came there uh, this past year, but. Um, I, I was. It was still spectacular, but it was locked in time, and I just I thought that was kind of unique. Exactly. Well, you can't improve <laughs> perfect, it was right? Gorgeous. It yeah, was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I know a lot of people are getting the rundown this weekend in Secaucus because Benga Lagoon and Deborah and their gang are uh, exhibiting at the show and turning all the uh, Northeast divers that are at Beneath the Sea this weekend onto to Benga and some of the other options that they have there in Fiji. But but so the shark dive was a standout. Any uh, other particular critters or dives that you had in Fiji that you, you're just like, oh, my gosh, I'm in heaven? Uh, they were all wonderful. Uh, now, we were supposed to go in March of 2020. Mm. And half the group was sitting in Los Angeles waiting for the flight when Banka called and said, hey, we're closing down for this new virus. Ah, right. So we've been waiting three years. And I kept making a joke. I was like, if anybody just like just falls over when I go to Fiji, it's because the earth quit spinning. When I finally set foot on Fijian soil, as long as it's taken me to get here, the earth's going to quit rotating. We're all going to die. <laughs> That's but right. I was wrong. I was completely wrong. It started spinning faster because we had two cyclones, like we were catching outer bands. So we did a lot of searches. We got to go to a lot of places where they don't normally go because we were trying to find some place with no current. Ah, so okay. uh, we actually got to name a couple of dive sites. that said, we haven't been here in probably 20 years. Sounds like you had an amazing experience. And I wish I was you, Tiger. We set your standards low. That way you don't miss the mark. Well, okay. <laughs> or you can set them pretty high and still have them exceeded if you go to Benga there in Fiji. <laughs> ProInParadise.com. That's the website to connect with uh, uh, Tiger and his crew or uh, right there where he uh, operates his dive shop, VirginiaScuba.com. Either one. Get on it. Tig, always a pleasure, my friend, and we'll catch up again soon. We will definitely catch up. Uh, if you get another show in the area, I might be able to make it. If not, I'm sure I'll see you at the Count on it. We got hour two of the world's first radio show devoted to diving on deck. Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go!
The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.